welcome ASI247.org. This is season three being about results. What does it mean to see some life change? What does it take? Give me some fuel, give me some fire. Ah, a little kill switch engage bumper here. Episode 22, what does it look like to break the cycle? What does it look like to bring some light in, to flood the dark thoughts in our minds? Switch and engage on the podcast. How, how, how you doing? I know, I'm asking that question. You're sitting there with your headphones on. Like, I can hear you. I, I'm picking up on your energy. Maybe. I am. I don't know. Uh, just a question. Just throwing it out there. Russ at ASI247.org is my email address. Uh, I'm fine, right? You just... It's, email that in if you like <laughs> or any questions or concerns or anything that you've got uh, love to hear from you uh, donations if you'd like to leave a donation to keep this thing rolling down the interformation super web net highway scape uh, you can do that on the website asi247.org anyway I'll put away my proverbial tin cup and uh, get on with the show. Uh, I wanted to talk about today some emails that came in and I want to touch on the point of decision. The point of decision making. Why do we make choices? Where do we go when we do? The facts are that when we make a choice our life flows in a direction. At every point of decision our lives change, all right? We make a decision, we make a choice, and we change the future. True? Yes, yes, that's true. And some choices are, you know, am I gonna get coffee here, or am I gonna get coffee there, right? Am I gonna make a pot of coffee at home, or am I gonna buy some right? I mean, stuff like that, like not real big choices. But and then some things are like I'm gonna buy a car, right? What kind of car should I buy? Or I'm gonna upgrade my smartphone. <laughs> don't don't get me started on that one. Uh, anyway, so right, every choice we make, we enter into a decision, and then uh, our lives move forward. We go into debt based on decisions. But anyway, you know, you 
get into what, some of these decisions that we make, we look back at the point that we made that decision when we're in a, a kind of a debt situation, right? And we go, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have made that choice. Um, addicts, man, we, we know that. We know that feeling. I, I know that feeling. Especially when it came to sexual addiction. Just feeling crushed under the weight of the fact that I, I did it again. You know? I mean, that feeling is, is a strange feeling. And it's where the world doesn't... A lot of people in the world don't understand, especially sexual addiction. They even still talk about whether it's real or not. Man, I, I tell you, it is real. Um, it is very real. I didn't want to make the choices I was making. You know, to the point where it, it, it got real dark. I really wanted to stop or die. I felt that way. And I know I've got emails. I've got more emails than I can count right now. Um, people that have said that people have repeated that like that's how bad it was and I, and I don't ever want to be there again and the habitual thoughts that turn to attitudes that turn to feelings that bring back unwanted behavior you know it, this is going to take making some hard tough choices and I pray that you don't put them off and if you're stuck in this cycle of addiction, you're stuck in this, you know... The cycle of addiction is maybe something you have seen if you've studied psychology, taken a, a course in psychology, or if you've ever been to a 12-step meeting, you may see this poster on the wall of the cycle of addiction. Some of them may have multiple spokes. Um, some of them may have only four spokes. Uh, the one I'm going to talk about today is, is kind of the four-spoke cycle. Um, my, my goal here is to maybe clear away some of the fog, right? Bring things into a little more perspective. And, you know, is there black and white in the world? Yeah, sometimes there is. Is there gray in the world? Yeah, sometimes there is. But the more we can push away the gray to help see some truth and to make, you know, some convicting uh, connections in ideology, right? Um, this can really help with, with unwanted behavior, with our, our cycle of, of mood swings and, and, you know, just depression and anxiety and, uh, I did it again, right? The, clearing away some of the, the fog, if you will. It usually starts with denial, this cycle of addiction, you know, and it, it's it, it, the denial phase can take all sorts of different roads and, and wear dis different outfits, right? Costumes. You know, I, I'll use the scenario where it's a guy and he'll, he'll say things like, if only she had done this or that, you know. Um, it's not my fault, it's the culture, you know, that's the religious guys. You hear a lot of, you know, I'm just going to go off on a little tangent here, but but it's very true. And some of you hear me getting fed up with, with religious folks. And, you know, I love you guys, pastors and, and folks in ministry who, who are struggling. I really do, but I, I want you to be honest also. You know, it's not the dirty culture's fault. And, and sometimes I wonder 
if a, a lot of this kind of uh, blame shifting onto culture, like here's pastors just the other day on the radio, I, I turn on Christian radio, which, you know, I shouldn't do, but <laughs> I do. And, and this pastor's just going off about, you know, the films this and the movies that and the and the music this and that and that's the world and right and the facts are that you know that guy's probably looking at porn there's a lot of guys whose whole sermons they'll deal with sin being an out there issue because they don't want to talk about what's going on inside them they don't want to talk about the temptations that they're falling to they don't want to talk about the fact that, you know, Jesus is going to speak to the heart. Jesus is going to say, Jesus Christ, all right? God became a man, entered time and space. You know that guy, right, right? Okay, you're a Christian doing... He's the one that said, it's not what goes into a man from the outside. It's what comes flowing out of a man. It's what comes out of you that, that makes you... Oh, the dirty culture, it got me, all right? You know what? Why do you watch the TV shows you watch and listen to the music you listen to? I, I, oh, well, I just listen to Christian music. Okay, sure. You and all the other pastors who are looking at pornography. Deal with what's real, all right? Deal with what's on the inside. Why do you do it? Why do your eyes go... when You, you can break the denial right there. So I'm going to... I'm going to address that. I don't want to shame you. I want you to wake up. Alright? So, anyway, that's part of denial. But a lot of, for a lot of the average American dude, we, we blame our spouse. You blame your girlfriend, which she won't be your girlfriend very long when you do that. You know, right? Um, anyway, the, the next part of this cycle... Is, uh, is the apology phase. And usually that's because we got busted, right? Unless you're a spiritual person, then you'll apologize to God. As long as your heart hasn't got cold. I mean, I got so, my heart got so cold, I just, you know, started to just believe he wasn't there. I didn't even apologize to him anymore because he didn't exist to me anymore because I was so stuck. So if you, but if you get caught, then it's uh, it's apologizing to your spouse, right? And then, and then she, using the same um, case study, she'll be hopeful. You know, she'll think, oh well, he's sorry. He did it again, but he's sorry. So I think things will be okay. Um, I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna hope hope for the best in the future. You know. He said he loves me, and, and he even had some tears this time. He had tears over it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay with this. We'll move into the future because he apologized. And, and, and he could feel, you know, I did. I felt in me, I felt, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really sorry. And I really was, especially when I got caught. I was a lot more sorry when I got caught. Sad, but I, I'm that selfish. I, I can admit that. She cries but a man denies It's funny how love comes with so many lies And he said he'd never do it again So she puts on a smile and she starts to pretend She hides all the pain inside By filling up her arms with pretty little lies She cuts
this song is a harsh yet gentle reminder of the fact that there is, uh, you know, there is a higher power, that we are in the care of God, and that when that gets in your heart, you start to realize that things are going to be okay. There's a, a security that can take place when we open our eyes to that fact, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Is there turmoil in this life? Absolutely. Is there stress in this life? Yes. Especially dealing with the fallout of uh, sexual misconduct, so to speak, right? The Bible would call impurity or sexual sin. Um, what does that what does that do to our heart and, and how do we react? And as I decided to approach this subject on the, on the cycle of addiction and, and addressing emails that I've got in the past and some email I got recently, um, I was reflecting on, on my talk with John Glisson on the last podcast. We were talking about, you know, taking an honest, hard look at the 12 steps and something that he said... Uh, made a lot of sense and is very true. Um, this this breaking, you know, step two and admitting to step two is kind of breaking our own uh, orbit around the fact that we think we have everything all together, you know. Step two says, uh, came to believe in a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And truth be told, that you know, admitting that step is, is like admitting you're insane, right? And, and again, addiction, I keep repeating the same behavior over and over again without the ability to, to change on my own. And I want to change and I want to see change. And, and I hate that I do this thing that I don't want to do, but I keep doing it, right? There are some of the elements of, of insanity in that, in just the dictionary definition, all right? I'm not going to go into psychological diagnoses. <laughs> I'm not going to whip out the DSM, all right? But I'm just talking about sanity. Restore me to sanity. So for me, the stresses of life would pop up, right? Whether it was because of my addiction or just because of the thorns and thistles in life, the you know, the things that happen, the uncertainties, the stresses, um, or just that nagging little feeling that pops up, you know, as a guy in, in his mid-30s, as, as I was at the time, and in some of my worst part of my addiction, just this, this feeling that life is passing me by, right? But I haven't, I haven't achieved my dreams or whatever, you know, and, and life is passing me by and, and, and the thorns and thistles, right, and the stresses of life, and is this all there is? And then, and then you know, here comes the, the red lizard. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> Remember me? I got something for you. It's the, uh, the addiction comes knocking. So the third spoke in the wheel being right back to the, the unwanted behavior. We end up falling and failing back into system failure, right? You know, the, it's, it's almost like our spirit and our mind just kind of crash in those moments where we do the thing that we said we're not going to do anymore. I mean, it's frustrating. Why not get it? Been there. 
so you know when then we lay again in those feelings and we feel crushed and then it continues the cycle right and then denial we try and justify and yeah yeah you know well i'm just a man i'm just a male this is what guys do you know i shouldn't feel bad because eh, right it's just cultural or what whatever man you just you just start to do the denial again you know and then you get caught or you feel bad. See, somewhere between denial and feeling bad, right, the apology phase, is the, the sink, as I like to call it, it, where it starts getting darker. See, what got you off last week isn't getting you off this week. So you start looking for weirder images or weirder videos or, you know, maybe even... I, I, yeah, I'm not even going to put that stuff in your head. But, you, right, it's just... It starts to get... A sink. These videos are boring. These images are not doing it for me like they did the week, the two weeks, yesterday. Right? So then we feel even worse. And then it's an apology, right? Stresses of life come up again. Here comes the addiction. Hey, I got something for you again. Hey, I'm right here. I'll be better this time, The Red Lizard, right? And the C.S. Lewis story. The book, The Great Divorce. That's, that book is not about a marital, right? A marital divorce. It's not. It's about the separation of heaven and hell and the human soul. There's this analogy of the red lizard where the, the red lizard comes up and it's like, hey, hey, buddy, you know, I, I, I got, I, I'll be better this time. I'll be better. I, I'll, I won't be as bad as I was. Right? You can just dabble a little over here. It's cool. It's cool. So then we fail. And then denial. Start to believe that little red lizard over there. He's talking to us, right? Yeah, it wasn't as bad this time, was it? You're alright, buddy. It's gonna be fine. Besides, you're just a dude, right? Men do this. That's just... It's just lie. It's a lie, but there's some truth in it, right? There's a ton of sexually addicted people. It's, it's epidemic. And the Red Lizard story, you know, is so brilliant because it shows this bait and switch. There's this huge bait and switch that is happening with, the, with our addiction, with that voice, you know. Bait and switch. You know that term bait and switch, right? It's like uh, it comes from the business world. I, I'm in sales. You know, this is a bad <laughs> type of thing that people in marketing do. Like, for example, uh, there's a, a an internet company in my city, and they, they advertise this $20 a month for high-speed internet access, right? Sounds like a great deal, 20 bucks a month. Awesome. So, you know, they put that on the screen, the big $19.99 a month for high-speed internet. And you're like, wow, that's cool. So you call a number, and what happens is they say, okay, but you have to bundle that with our phone service, you know, landline, analog phone service, or whatever, the landline, and cable TV. It's like, well, I already have cable TV, and, and it, you know, it's 2013. I, I don't have an 8-track player or a landline. I don't really need one of those, <laughs> right? Um, so that's the bait and switch, though, see? It's not $19.95 a month. They're just going to overcharge you for the cable, you know, the TV, and the landline analog, you know, wire in the side of your house phone that you probably don't even need. Most of us don't, anyway. 
So, see, that's, that's a bait and switch. And as people become more isolated in our culture, th that's why this is so epidemic, man. That's why sexual addiction is, is run rampant. Because what we're doing is we're looking for, um, we're looking for intimacy. We want intimacy. We want to be close to someone. We want to be naked with someone. We want to be, right, inside or have someone inside of us kind of a thing, right? It's, it's a, and it's a total bait and switch because that's not what happens. It's, it's not $19.99 a month. And here's another thing that you'll hear in the culture and, and this, our addiction, right, part of the, the phase of denial will pop up and it'll, it'll cling on to some of these messages that are bait and switch kind of shallow messages. Like you hear people say, um, you know, well, you know what, looking at the naked body, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's a naked person. You, it's beautiful. God made people and he made the naked body and it's beautiful and, and that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Is that true? Yes, in the context of marriage and an intimate relationship with someone that you're dedicated to for life. You know, this whole friends with benefits kind of thing is just, it just ends in heartbreak. We are designed, I mean, listen to any good song out there that impacts the heart. These romantic songs of you're, you're my baby forever, right? People carve that into a tree. It's the way that we're designed to be. But we have the sin nature, right? We're all afflicted, just like we talked about in the last show. The affliction, that's the disease. It's not the addiction that's the disease. It's the fact that our hearts were afflicted and we need a savior. And we're looking for a savior. In the illicit affairs or in the pornography, what happens is we just become more isolated and we become more, we make more of a secret life. So, you know, in a way of looking for connection, we just become more disconnected and we grow in our disconnection as the addiction starts to take full effect, just like a virus, you know? It's kind of like a parasite eating away at its host and we just give in to the fact that something is, is eating away at us. And maybe, just maybe, right, that the reason you're addicted and, and maybe the reason you're actually listening to my voice right now is that it's time to heal. It's time to heal that thing in you that's eating you alive. And hopefully this is a wake-up call to fearlessly go after the thing that's consuming you. You have a journey ahead of you, all right? Now, there's a few ways of looking at this, you know, it's this kind of, uh, you hear people say, and, and I've heard this before, and, and I felt this myself, you know, that I, looking at recovery like a, like a mountain that you have to climb, or getting on the wagon, right? I'm on the wagon, you hear people say that. And if I could, I, I would ask you to delete that from your um, way of relating. Like, it's, it's another bait and switch. It's another tempting little way of, of uh, easily getting discouraged when it comes to taking on your compulsion, taking on this thing that's consuming you, this parasite that you've lived with long enough, right? So, in the journey analogy, we are all on a journey. 
You are on a journey. You're not on a wagon. You're you're on this road of life. And it's going someplace. I, right? Like I started the show. Every decision you make is going to change the future. And choosing to stay where you're at and, and cult, you know, cultivating and, and coddling your little addiction, that's still a choice. You can choose to fight it or you can choose to just let it continue the cycle. It's a choice you make. And you will change the future based on how, where, which decision you make and which, which way you go. Um, there's another metaphor for you. Uh, in my past life, uh, I was a former drug addict and, and I was a drug dealer for a short season. Um, I sold pot. I sold cocaine. I trafficked cocaine um, from one city to another, and I was uh, I, I, I had friends who made and I helped sell methamphetamine. Um, it's part of my past. I'm not proud of that, but it it was what it was, and you know. I pray that my kids don't have that kind of story. Was it exciting, Russ, being in that life? You know, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of, yeah. You know, if you want to be a thrill seeker, there's a lot healthier ways of doing it than becoming a drug dealer or getting involved in that kind of gangster sort of life. All right? I'll just be honest with you. Get a job, work hard, play hard, and, and have some adventure in your life. That's good. But being involved in that life, man, it's It's scary. All right. So anyway, there's these two cable shows on that uh, that deal in this kind of thing, and and, and I was watching a f uh, these shows, and and I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a metaphor here. One show is called Breaking Bad, and some of you watch that show. Maybe you're familiar with that show. Um, I watched it for a few seasons. Uh, my issue with the show here, I'm going to be a TV critic, right? It, my, my issue with the show is, yeah, it's, it's raw and honest, and it shows some of the trials and struggles of life, but it also shows a guy who just doesn't give a rat's ass, right? He's going to do what he wants to do in order for himself to survive and his family to survive, right? But, but he's going to cause more chaos and evil in the world. And, you know, I watched a couple seasons of it, and, and I just got to the point where this is not a redemption story, right? And I just don't care about the character, I just stopped giving a crap about the character. I, I, this is me, maybe. I, I love a good redemption story. I want a good, you know, lines are drawn, evil and good are right there, and you gotta, you got to work towards one or the other, and you're going to pick a side, right? Like old Bob Dylan said, you're going to serve somebody, right? So, yeah, yeah, there's some gray in there, but there's also, you know, there's so much gray that you just see this guy as he's, he just doesn't care about anyone but himself. And his business partner, you know, yeah, there's this, like, teacher, you know, student thing going on, and they have this relationship, but they're both just selfish, just narcissistic people. So, you know, I just, and I've had friends that go, oh, you got to see season five or four, episode whatever, right? I'm just like, nah, I've given, I've, I'm done, okay? I just, I just don't care about this, this character. Um, and then there's another show, and this just came out uh, this summer, I guess, in June, and it's on Bravo, uh, and it's called Graceland. Now, I was intrigued by this, by a, a TV critic who writes for the Boston Globe, and he was talking about 
this TV show and how it is based on a book by an ex-FBI agent, and he says that this is, it's based on a true story. Like, a lot of the stories in this show, like, this is how it was. And it's called Graceland because it's about uh, FBI agents and DEA agents who are undercover uh, going after drug dealers. And they, you know, again, they're undercover, so they're in that world, they get involved in that world, but they are fighting for a certain side but just like the red lizard metaphor the other side is there trying to entice them to hey this is your home this is who you are you know so there's that there's that pull right this good versus evil in each agent and and each agent has their own story and it's it's a very interesting show with some really cool concepts and, and and you know things to wrestle with. The first, uh, it's like a two-hour premiere, and it's uh, it's like a it's like a movie. Forget you're watching a TV show; it's more like a movie. It's pretty cool. It's shot that way. Um, but there's a a story in that show that that reminded me of, of this, um, and it reminded me of, of our Western culture and how the United States has exported some of these sort of individualist attitudes. Um, there's a drug dealer. He's like a, a big kingpin kind of drug dealer. He's a, uh, an interesting character, and, and this FBI agent's trying to get close to him, and, and he's like his bodyguard. He became his bodyguard, right? So they have this relationship, and one of the ways that he found an in to build a relationship with this guy is that this guy loves old Western movies, right? And after a while, you know, they, they watch a few of these movies together, and they're building this relationship, and and and... The FBI agent asks him. He says, uh, "He says, why, why cowboy movies? Why, why is that? Why do you?" And he's, he's not even an American, you know. This guy, he's he's from a different country, and uh, he, he says, the, "The drug dealer, the big kingpin drug dealer type goes." He says this, and I thought this was really interesting. He says, uh, "He says, you know, in Europe." You have the the gladiators, you know, and you have the Vikings, and you have people who fight for their tribe, you know. They fight for their culture. They, you know, the the kingdoms and the and the armies and stuff like that. You have these kind of stories with the the knights who draw the sword, you know. And that's then that's European culture. And then he says you have in in Asia you have like the the samurai, you know. And, and these the shogun and these other kinds of armies and they're fighting for family and they're fighting for you know their own based on the people they love and the the legacy that they hand down right so you have the, the Asian culture there and then and then he says you have the American cowboy and and here's what this this drug dealer this big kingpin drug dealer said that kind of stuck with me and he said with the American cowboy you have a guy who fights for no one else but himself. And he goes, that's what I respect about the cowboy. He's not fighting for family. He's just an outlaw. He's just a bandit. He's just out there fighting for, trying to survive, and trying to make ends meet, and just trying to be a man with a gun in his hand as a warrior for himself alone. You know, riding from town to town, singing his lonely cowboy song. This is the burden of his life. And I'm like, wow, that is such a great analogy 
for men, especially here in the United States today. It's a bunch of Lone Ranger Christians trying to do it all by themselves. And it's not working. All right? You can't cowboy up this thing and do it on your own. It's not worked. It's just keeping you in the cycle. And yes, even your wife or husband who sins against you. You know how I know they sin against you? Because they're human. They'll do that. And you're called to love them as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. All right? And because you will make decisions that will change your future, and because your decisions in the past have probably hurt her, more than likely the reason you're listening is because you're causing hurt in her life and in your kid's life. And you will make decisions that will change their future. All right? And you got to choose a side. All right? You got to choose which journey you're going to go on. You're not getting on some freaking wagon, all right? You are impacting the lives of your family and you will have a legacy. So get off your ass and love someone besides yourself, cowboy, all right? Pick up a sword and fight this thing. And you are not alone. And stop thinking you're all alone. And stop staying all alone because that's a decision too. And it'll end in disaster and tragedy. All right? I love you enough to yell at you a bit. This is your life and it's happening now. In real time. Well, she doesn't respect me. right? You're going to start with that. A lot of us will do that, man. That's just another tempting little voice from that red lizard to get you back on the cycle. You give her grace. Man, I, pr I pray that you can appreciate being talked to like this, alright? I'm not your therapist. I'm not going to hand you a tissue. I'm not going to say things like, how does that make you feel? I hope it makes you feel convicted, alright? I, I hope you can kick out the worldly guilt and get some conviction in your heart and see some life change, all right? Pick up your cross and follow me. It's a Luke 9, Jesus says, if you die to yourself, you will live, right? If you, if you die for my sake, if you pick your cross up daily and follow me, then you will live. But if you live for yourself, you will die. There's gonna be some death involved. All right, it's gonna get bloody. Play a tune for you here. This this is another song that resonates with my soul, and I pray you know. And don't go into this. Uh, there's, again, you'll get these. Oh well, what about that person? You say you say well, well, they're a sinful person, and you need to love them and give them grace, like Christ gave me grace. Well, what about this guy? I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about you behind your eyes. Stop and think about you behind your eyes and your story. All right, And there's some of you that sent emails in and some of you that I know and maybe you're thinking, well, maybe it sounds like Russ is talking to me. Well, then maybe I am talking to you. Maybe you didn't send an email and it sounds like I'm talking to you because I am talking to you. All right, and I pray that you can appreciate that. Your future is coming at you like a freight train coming down the tracks and you will make decisions and choices that will change and modify that future. It's unwritten. It's a blank page. It's coming at you.
I'm just a freaking guy, all right? I'm just another dude like you. You, you got, you got, I'm not, I'm not all that. And I don't have your story. And if I can get, man, if I can fight all of the selfish, narcissistic, stubborn, spiritual, just constipation that was in my soul, so can you. denial phase of, of the addict, the denial phase of the cycle of addiction is, is an important one to break. You know, Jesus talking about the leaven of the Pharisees, this is part of it. Trying to be the hero of our own story. Um, a lot of you, and I've heard this a lot of times also, and I, and I felt this myself, looking at recovery as this huge mountain that you have to climb, and you're standing at the bottom of the mountain, and you, and you look at the, the daunting task of getting on the wagon, so to speak, right, of recovery. I want, to, I want to challenge you to think about your life as a journey and as a, an adventure, right, that you are going through. And that God is there with you, right? That's the point of the gospel. Jesus is there with you. God became a man, entered into time and space to walk alongside you because he knows how it feels. God walked around in his creation, in human flesh, and he hurt. All right? Yeah, there's a lot of hurt in the world. There's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. There's a lot of um, victimization out there. Did Jesus feel some of that? Absolutely. 
Did God know that Jesus would go through it, that he would go through it, his son, right? The, the whole time-space part of this can blow your mind when you think about the Trinity. But really, yes, God knew he would hurt and he would suffer. Love, defining love without trial and without, you know, the, the pain. It's not love. Love will grow through being, you know, going through the fire, defining love for you. You're either going to just hurt and wallow up and, and fold into yourself, or you're going to find a different way. And I pray that you walk alongside with Jesus. I pray that you get on your knees, do some business with God, accept the forgiveness that's free and available to you. You're going to choose to walk the path and you're going to choose to keep on the cycle of addiction or you're going to choose to get on another cycle all right and this is this is a relationship thing it's more about building relationship with god than it is about knocking out steps but the steps are important because you will take steps in your life there's enough shiny religious boys who look great on the outside but behind their door, there's turmoil and unrepentant sin and hurt. And it's like cancer eating it alive. And I pray that you dump your toxic, I want to look good in the eyes of men religion. And I pray that you physically get on your feet and spiritually in your heart get on your knees in submission to God. Up on your feet ready to fight your will and emotion dialed into taking this thing on on your knees in submission to god asking for strength help to clear away the clouds to help you see that's my prayer for you we have enough neat religious boys i'm looking for godly men and women if you haven't talked about this with anyone man i pray that you do that the purityreport.com is a great place to start there's no substitute for face-to-face eye-to-eye all right with with other people preferably that are struggling as well and up on their feet fighting i love you guys i'm gonna leave the show right there and uh my email address is russ at asi247.org. If any of this made sense to you, um, please send me an email. I, I just feel led to say that for whatever reason. There's some of you out there, your hearts are impacted maybe. And, and uh, reach out. All right, talk to somebody. If it's not me, talk to somebody. Um, I love you guys, and I mean that sincerely more than you know. Uh, Till next time. Bye. Our answer to the call. We will love our wives and children. We refuse to let them fall. We will reignite the passion that we bury deep inside. May the watchers become warriors. Let the men of God arise. We will make it be courageous.
justice, love mercy, walk humbly with in you. In the world.